Every time you read. I did a hundred times. How did I miss that? Wow. So I'm reading through Luke 1 and I just got dead ended on a verse. I could not get past it. And um, I researched and wrote and read and prepped and prayed and I could not find peace in my heart. Actually, uh, one sermon that I wrote, because I wrote about six for this morning, uh, and just like testing before the Lord, is this what you're saying? Because, you know, this commentary says this, and this commentary says this, and, and I'm feeling you say this. What? And there was one that I really was excited about, and I felt God say, why would you say that? So I was like, oh, so frustrated. I just got so frustrated that I ended up doing something kind of radical. Uh, I talk to the Holy Spirit <laughs> because I usually pray to the Father, right? Because the Word of God says, pray to the Father. So I prayed to the Spirit. I felt kind of weird. And um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I am so surprised by what he said. It is so simple and obvious, and yet... In my 38 years of walking with the Lord, I have never thought of it before. And I just can't get over it. It's kind of like, I don't know. To the point that we had a backup uh, preacher for this morning, and I just couldn't let them do it. <laughs> Even though I sound like this, because I just want to share this, because I feel like the Holy Spirit has spoken something for you, for me, for our body, for our community, for your family, for your co-workers, for people that need to know the Holy Spirit and don't. So um, I'm going to have you guys do a lot of reading today to save my voice. Sound good? Okay. So my amazing husband is coming to read um, our passage today that we're looking at. Oh, and it's on the... Shall I click for you? Babe? They should have their Bibles, right? They should have their right, Bibles. Uh, Luke one twenty, Luke one twenty six. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, "Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you." Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. "Don't be afraid, Mary," the angel told her, "for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son." and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. All right, Babette, where are you today? Babette's praying for our um, service. 
Father, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to come and scoot a little closer. And for those of us who are bold to just get right on your lap, encircled in your robes of mercy, inhaling the scent of your grace, changed by your word. God, that's what we desire. That word that was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we just lift up Justine as she gives that word to us, Lord. We just ask that you would um, be with her in power and in anointing so that we might hear it the way that you intended it, oh God. Open our ears, open our hearts. And I also lift up to you Mount Baker Missionary Baptist Church in the inner city here. They have a great influence and very little resources, and I ask you to be with that congregation as they work in a dark place to bring your great light. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I have uh, two awesome little kids. I know I'm biased, but I think they're the best kids in the world. I'm sorry that none of you got them. (laughs) Super excited that God assigned them to me. I just... uh, pretty smitten. They're hilarious. I mean, you guys know my kids that know them. Two and four has to be the best ages ever. I spend most of my day laughing because some I shouldn't, right? Some I should be like, no, no, no. But other times are just so funny. And anyway, Eli is two, loves everything with wheels. He will lay on the floor and watch wheels go back and forth all day. No exaggeration, right? Just loves wheels. But his latest game that he likes to do is he takes one of his toys and he hangs it off the edge of anything and everything. Help, help, help. E, I save you. E, I save you. I just love it. He's He's two and he's already dreaming of being a hero, you know, rescuing, dying, busloads of children. I don't understand. Like he just, he loves this, loves, passionate. And Avi too, four years old. I mean, she, she's a princess, but princess with powers. And uh, her toys will be in conflict. They're, you know, no, you share toys. No, you share toys. You guys need to share. Mommy, I fixed it. I fixed it. Right. And it's just awesome. I mean, just already dreaming of being great, you know? Love it. Kids in super capes. Have you ever seen a kid wear the same outfit for six months in a row? It's always Superman PJs with a cape, isn't it? And you're like, oh, needs to be washed, but you're never going to get it off him. You're just not. Has anyone had kids like that? Yeah. Well, it's not just little kids, it turns out. Hollywood is making a killing on hero movies. Rogers, Steven. Just give me a chance. Sorry, son. You're saving your life. said that wars are fought with weapons, but they are won by men. You just don't know when to give up, do you? I could do this all day. Our goal 
create the greatest army in history. I should be going with you. Look, I know you don't think I can do this. This isn't a back alley, Steve. It's war. But every army begins with one man. Five tries in five different cities. I can offer you a chance. He will be the first in a new breed of super soldiers. Why me? Because the weak men lose the value of strength, lose the value of power. That wasn't so bad. That was penicillin. We are going to win this war because we have the best men. Now, Mr. Stark. Nay, we personally escort Adolf Hitler to the gates of hell. Captain America. Man, a guy with a really good heart didn't have the strength to match it. And plucked from obscurity, given incredible power, defeats darkness. It's the, it's the ultimate dream, isn't it? It's awesome. Have you ever dreamed of that? being plucked from obscurity, maybe uh, being headhunted by a great company. You're just sitting in your cubicle. Someone comes along and says, we've been watching you. You're exactly what we need over at this company, making double what you're making. Dreamed of that? Well, well you should be working. <laughs> or maybe walking along the street and a headhunter, I mean, a, a talent scout finds you, discovers you, plucks you from the street, and you become a model, an actress, just discovered that plucked from obscurity. Anyone dreamed of that? I have. I'm not tall enough to be a model or anything else. But still the dream, the dream. Or maybe you get a call and it's the president. And there is a big crisis and you are the only Where does this desire come from? Discontent with the life that you have? Is it not good enough for you? So you need to dream of greatness that you can never have? Well, I don't think my two-year-old is dreaming because he doesn't like his life. What if we were made as empty vessels that contain a power that's greater than us? What if? I mean, we know it to be true, right? I think the whole world 
is craving the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I think Hollywood is making big bucks because of it. And I don't think it's bad to dream big at all. Josh and I love to dream, love to dream about crazy adventures. And praise the Lord, he put us in a position for a while. We were the youth pastors here at Lake Sam. And every summer, we got to take the youth group on crazy adventures. It was awesome. And there were dreams from God. Do you have dreams from God in your heart? Big ones? Well, Mary, little Mary, young Mary, not on a track to stardom, right? Living in obscurity, wouldn't you say? Little Mary. And now everybody knows her name. Every generation since. Plucked from obscurity. Placed into greatness. Man, that's cool, right? The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. This is her moment, that Captain America moment in the tube, getting injected. How funny was he? Oh, that didn't hurt. That was just penicillin. That was funny, right? I'm totally like that. that. This is Mary's moment. Power from God. Well, this is the sentence that stopped me in my tracks because of a word overshadowed. I've seen that word a hundred times before. I've read this passage before. Haven't you? You've read this, right? This time, it terrified me. Absolutely terrified me. Overshadowed. Man. Episkiadzo is the Greek. You want to say it with me? Episkiadzo. Episkiadzo. It means to throw a shadow upon. That's not so bad, right? To envelop in a shadow. That's a little more scary. Um, to overshadow. Miriam Webster, to cast a shadow over. We have that one. To exceed in importance. Throw a shadow over to surpass, to cover with a superior influence. And the Helps Word Study says episkiazo is used in the New Testament of God's overshadowing presence, which always brings about his plan to pass. There's another Greek word there. Um, God's immutable will for physical circumstances. Basically, he will overshadow you and get done. He's getting his will done. He's going to overshadow you and do his thing. Fires me. That's not my voice going out, by the way. It's the microphone. Double whammy. Yeah. Guys, I, it just stopped me. Because it made me realize that I'm afraid of the Holy Spirit. Now, my history is I was born and raised in the church. I think I was saved at like two or three. I don't know. 
But from a very young age, Jesus has been my savior, my best friend, and God has been my father from a very young age. I don't remember a time when I didn't know him and could hear him and walked with him. At about eight years old, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, started speaking in tongues in that moment. I knew nothing about that. Spoke in tongues, actually didn't know what it was, so started writing the words in the back of my Bible. As they were coming, I didn't know what it was. So I kept, I was like, I guess I need to write this down. I still remember my little eight-year-old handwriting. The first word was tog, T-O-G, tog. I is that funny? I just didn't know what it was. I've uh, served the church my whole life. Love the church. If you guys have heard some of my past messages here, I love the church. I love the body of Christ. I just love, love, love. Can't get enough of it. Want to give all my gifts, all of my energy, everything to serve the church. Because I love God. And the church is his bride. And the church is his vehicle on this earth. I just love it. So I watched the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in my life from eight years old. <laughs> um, not perfectly. I'm not saying I was like anointed child walking on water or anything like that, right? But just living out the power of God in my life day by day. And yet, overshadowed terrifies me. Weird. Because I know God. I'm not afraid of him. I know the Holy Spirit. Not afraid. And so that's when I got desperate and I was praying to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and here's what I felt. The problem with Captain America, Captain America is he owns the power. It's his. No caveats. No restrictions. He doesn't have to check back in for a booster or any accountability at all. Just as well, he's a good man and he uses it for good, right? But he owns that power. And that is not overshadowed, <laughs> is it? Uh, what if overshadowed is more like the Hulk? You're a normal person and then the Holy Spirit overshadows you and you do crazy junk. What if? Because I think there are a lot of people who love Jesus and love the Father and think that the Holy Spirit will make them look stupid. I mean, people have done weird stuff and called it the Holy Spirit, right? So then I guess that must be true. Except no, because the Bible's very clear about that. Paul talks about in a church setting that you're in control over the Spirit and you can be quiet to let somebody else prophesy. Right? Paul's very clear about that in uh, 1 Corinthians 14. So no, the Holy Spirit is not like the Hulk. And being overshadowed by him will not make you a circus. And yet that fear still sits in my heart, even though the word of God in my mind tells me it won't happen. What if? What if I step out and he doesn't come through? I pray, I get faith, I'm inspired by the Lord, I pray for someone's healing and they die. What about that? Scary, right? Or what if I step out 
give a prophetic word or a word of discernment or, you know, I really try and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and it's not him at all, it's me and I'm making it up. Fabricating God, conjuring, pretending. That petrifies me. <laughs> I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> also at, at prayer night this month, we were praying and I, God gave me a really strong vision of something. And I said, I'm not speaking that out because I thought, I don't think that's God, right? It was a red dragon. Okay, everyone that was at prayer night knows. I was like, I think God's talking about a red dragon. And it represented him, not the enemy, right? Bad, bad. Like it just doesn't line up biblically. It just was like this awkward moment. But as I sat there saying, Lord, I just not gonna share that. I felt him say, what if someone in the room said, all right, God, if you're real, have somebody say red dragon. That's what I felt God say to me. Now, I'm not thinking that anybody did, but it was a test of my heart. Do I trust him? You know? Anyway, these are all the fears that rattle around in my spirit when it comes to the Holy Spirit. I think the biggest one of all that scares me is to be like Captain America, thinking like I own it. Starting a big ministry, getting all famous, Getting derailed, because God uses people, right? And they get derailed, they get prideful, and their ego leads, and then calamity. Well, I would rather never step out in the Holy Spirit and stay in, in a safe, little, protected, I know God loves me and I know we're cool zone. Right? Have you felt any of those before? Afraid to step out? Afraid he'll make you a weirdo? You know? What rattles around in your spirit? Those fears. And so then, this is, so this is where I'm at. Because honestly, I don't personally own all of those fears, but I felt like in that moment, the Holy Spirit was opening my heart to feel the fears of humanity. And so I'm saying, fine, Holy Spirit, what do you want to say then? What do you want to say to us? And this is what he says. I want them to know how much I love them. I'm shocked. Love? That is not what I expected the Holy Spirit to say. Today, the Holy Spirit wants you to know he loves you. Passionately loves you. And the reason why he would empower you and use you for the kingdom is because he loves you. Not because it gets him anywhere. He doesn't need to use us. He is way more beautiful and glorious without our help sometimes, right? <laughs> and yet, we were made, designed, these empty vessels to hold the empowerment of the Holy Spirit because he loves us. Because without it, we're miserable. And with the presence of God in us, we are alive. And he loves you. God is love. So the Father is love. Yes. Jesus is love. And the Holy Spirit is love. Because they're one triune 
Uh, Elohim, the word Elohim, is actually a plural. Not a singular God, a plural God within one God. And so whatever is true of God, the Father, Yahweh, Jehovah, whatever is true of Christ and his ministry and his power are also true of the Holy Spirit. Right? They have the same character. They are one. So if God is love, the Holy Spirit is love. Josh and I, um, man, I don't know why I got to marry such an awesome guy. But Josh is an incredible human being. He is so loving that the spiteful thoughts that pop into my mind and like the critical, I'm quite sarcastic and can be blunt and quick-witted. None of those things ever even enter his mind. He would never even think to say something to cut someone down. If he does ever, it's because he learned it from me. (laughs) But I'm just so amazed by his love. So if he asks me to do something, no matter how ridiculous, I will do it for him. And I think if we understood the love of the Holy Spirit in our lives, our fears would melt away. Because in the context of relationship, everything changes, doesn't it? Uh, Have you ever thought you've known someone and then you get to know them and then you realize you never knew them? And then you think, man, why didn't we become friends sooner? All these years we could have been friends? Dang it. (laughs) Waste of good years. Have you ever thought that? Or maybe you think, wow, I would have teamed with you at work sooner. I've been avoiding you. I thought you were kind of weird. But you're so cool, and we have such great synergy. And man, I wish we'd teamed on that project last year. It would have been so great, you know? Or have you been on the the receiving end? Have you ever uh, been judged as something you're not? Doesn't that feel crummy? (laughs) Because in that situation, you guys, I'd like try to be like extra awesome. (laughs) which just digs my hole deeper, right? And, uh, yeah, I'm not very good with people. So uh, I have no problem being on a stage ever. It's just no problem to me. Uh, But one-on-one, I am disastrous, especially meeting people for the first time. So if you think I'm weird and you're like, why doesn't she, like, look people in the eye? And why doesn't she, like, talk? (laughs) when I'm one-to-one, it's because my heart rate goes up, my throat closes in, my brain goes to mush, and I'm just like, hi. Like, it's just, it's bad. So I'm a terrible first impression giver. Just terrible. (laughs) And then it's done. Then they just think I'm weird. Oh, well, it's done. Judged, marginalized, set aside, not invited, not welcomed, ignored, rejected. Wow, we've done that to the Holy Spirit. Marginalized. There are church movements dedicated to the fact that the Holy Spirit is not for today. (laughs) Oh. It says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. 
That's pretty grievous, isn't it? Saying he's not legitimate, saying that his actions are not for today. Jesus said, actually, can you guys read it for me all together? Or not together, it's fine. <laughs> You're good. You guys, Jesus said, it is better for you that I go. If you could choose a day with, the, with Jesus and not the Holy Spirit, right? Would you choose Jesus? I would. In a heartbeat, 24 hours with Jesus, are you kidding me? In a heartbeat. And Jesus said, that's not, Right, I have to go. This is the amplified version. I'm not gonna have you read it, you were terrible. <laughs> hey Jeff, can you pick up the mic and read that for us? Testing, testing, okay cool. <laughs> However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in the close fellowship with you. Close fellowship with you. Close fellowship with you. Man, have you ever seen that before? Love the Amplified because it brings all the words out with all of the various meanings. It is better that I go away because he's going to come into close fellowship with you. That's the indwelling, right? So Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, right? But actually the Holy Spirit is God with us. Today, right now, Jesus is not here physically, right? We cannot touch him today, but we can the Holy Spirit in, around, moving, intimate. I've always related to God as Father, always, like I said, from a young age. Last year, um, one of the ladies' Bible studies here did um, a study on The Forgotten God by Francis Chan. Has anyone read that? The Forgotten God by Francis Chan. I highly recommend it. Uh, with a grain of salt, you know, anything that's not the word of God needs to be tested, right? But there's content in that book that just got my mind right. Um, yeah, let's have someone else read Thanks, Jeff. You can just sit down. It's fine. <laughs> Paul tells the Galatians that the Holy Spirit is the one who assures our hearts that we are his children. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer slaves, but God's children. And since you are his children, he has made you also heirs. These verses speak an amazing, beautiful truth. I can't fully explain it, but I've often experienced it in intimate moments with God 
This is one of the precious gifts the Holy Spirit gives us. He assures us that we are in right standing with and loved by God. He guarantees believers of the gift of new life in Christ. He assures us that we have nothing to fear because we are his children and he is powerful. He tells us that we are accepted fully and unconditionally. So this uh, Galatians 4, I thought the father and I were father and daughter because he's the father and I'm his daughter, right? Actually, the Holy Spirit enables me to call him father. The father doesn't enable me to call him father. Is that crazy? <laughs> Blew my brain apart. So I'm sitting in this study and I totally just start crying, as I do. Those who know me. Um, I cry a lot. So I realized <laughs> all this time I've been thanking the Father for being my Father. And it was the Holy Spirit's gift to me. The Holy Spirit loved me so much that he gave me this gift of a relationship with God as my father. Wow. So I thanked the Holy Spirit. <laughs> now, he's not in it for his own glory. If you've ever noticed about the, the, um, the Godhead, they all glorify each other constantly, right? <laughs> but I really honestly felt like I had misappropriated the, the thanks for years and years in this way. I love the Father, I love Jesus, and I marginalize the Holy Spirit, but I'll totally function in his gifts, no problem. I just don't really have a relationship with him. The Holy Spirit is motivated by love. Romans 5, I'm just going to read it, is that all right? <laughs> For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. The Holy Spirit fills our hearts with God's love and that's why we know how much God loves us is because of the Holy Spirit. Wow. The Holy Spirit. I just didn't know. I mean, I've read these verses before, haven't you? Like, you just read these verses. I've done studies on the names of God. Anyone else? Old Testament names of God, done a study on it? Love that. Love it. I've done studies on um, the life of Christ, the miracles of Christ. I've done studies on David, on the Psalms. I've done studies on all kinds of things. I went to Bible college and uh, took uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit and signs and wonders as classes. But I've never done a study on the Holy Spirit of who he is. I'm ashamed <laughs> to say. All this time, the Holy Spirit, and I just didn't know him. So we're heading into this uh, year-long study on empowerment. And I wonder, do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know how much he loves you? loves he is not in it to use you for some purpose because it suits him and it has nothing to do with caring about you 
He wants to fill you and empower you and use you because he is so passionate about you and your life. Doesn't that change things? You know, Elijah was hiding in a cave last week in Kurt's sermon. He talked about Elijah hiding in a cave after Mount Carmel, after that amazing onslaught of the power of God, and right? He went and hid in a cave because he thought he was going to be killed. He didn't know how much the Holy Spirit loves him. God's not going to use you and then abandon you. He's in it for relationship. What do you think? Is that exciting? Does that change things? I don't want to be Captain America anymore. I don't, don't, I don't want the power on my own. The relationship is sounding pretty awesome now, isn't it? You're all silent. So let's read it again. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. (sighs) Thank God for the Holy Spirit and his love for us. And Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant and I'm willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. You can read that sentence without a knowledge of love and be like, whoa, she was like, fine, just do whatever you got to do to me. Whatever. Right? Read it in the context of love, and doesn't it speak a totally different, amazing, beautiful, exciting truth? So kookaburras. Do you know what a kookaburra is? I know you Americans say kook. How do you say it? Kookaburra. No. Let's practice. Cook, like cook in the kitchen. Cook. Abara. Cook Abara. You're still sounding American. I don't know what to do. Okay. So uh, this is a kookaburra. It's the largest kingfisher in the world. They're carnivores. They eat our poisonous snakes. Yay, kookaburras. They're awesome, right? They're not like eagles. You know, eagles have the big wingspan. Kookaburras are more like fighter jets. Okay. Shorter wings, speedy, like just speedy. I mean, they're chasing after deadly snakes. And they get in there and they grab those things and yeah. Kookaburras are famous for their voice. A little like me today. Um, uh, Kookaburras laugh. Have you ever heard it? Okay. There is nothing like sunrise in my hometown It's about 3 a.m., unfortunately, because it is the tropics. But you cannot mistake when it is sunrise. The birds sing at the top of their lungs. I mean, the sun is rising and they are singing glory, glory, aren't they? As the sun rises, amazing. So here's a little uh, clip. This is my dad's hand. Uh, This is my parents' back deck. That's a kookaburra. He's feeding him meat. He's a carnival. And this is my dad's pet kookaburra. He shot this uh, this week for me, so I could show you. Cool, right? Yeah.
So kookaburras fly in this sky. You guys have sound right now? They'll work on it. Um, this sky, this is my home beach, Burley. Yeah, beautiful, right? And what you would be hearing right now is a, is a kookaburra laughing. Shall I reset it? Nope, they're going to work on it. So here's what I want to tell you. I was in uh, Victoria. Has anyone been to the Victoria Butterfly House? Um, flamingos are like just walking around, right? You can have your lunch right by flamingos. It's amazing. There's a kookaburra there, or there was in 99 when I was there. Has anyone seen the kookaburra there? Okay, he must be gone. I'm walking through and I come to this cage. It's about this big. It's kind of like a tube. And there's a kookaburra in that tube. And uh, I cried. <laughs> And I pressed my face up against the glass, like a perspex or whatever it was. And I cried. And I said, what are you doing here? In this little tiny cage. Indoors. You will never see the sunrise. You will never fly in these skies. I've seen your natural habitat. I've seen your, your, uh, your fellow birds soaring swooping, fully fulfilled as kookaburras, <laughs> singing at the top of their lungs, and you're stuck in this cage. Even if you were born in captivity, this is still a t total tragedy. I mean, I, I love zoos, right? I love them because you get to see things you would never see. But oh, that cage. Our fears cage us. We were destined to fly and soar and sing at the top of our lungs. The Holy Spirit loves us and has incredible adventures, and we are caged by our fears. It's not that we're not kookaburras. We are, right? Empowered. Able to do everything we're able to do. It's just that we're stuck in a cage. So we head into this year-long uh, empowerment by the Holy Spirit. Well, being spirit-led means to be led by the Spirit, right? Meaning you kind of need to know Him <laughs> to be led by Him. And I just want to say, let's burst open those cages and get out into the skies, watch the dawn, sing at the top of our lungs, and let the empowerment of the Holy Spirit fill the empty vessel that we are, the craving that we have to be heroes and to be empowered. What are we waiting for? I have some sheets to hand out today and I have some friends that are going to um, hand them out to you. They're um, hints on how to get to know the Holy Spirit. Just my little ideas for you. If you've never read through the Bible and found the Holy Spirit passages, um, why not do that? If you have, why not do it again? Take note of anything that describes his character, his love. I just highlighted one for you today, Abba Father. It's just the one that I highlighted for you. Read through the word of God and see who the Holy Spirit is. 
do a word search on Holy Spirit, Spirit, Spirit of Christ, Spirit of God. Anytime that the word Spirit is used in the context of, of God, it's the Holy Spirit they're talking about. So the Spirit of Christ is the Holy Spirit. Because they're all, like the Spirit is them, right? The second thing is, if you haven't read Francis Chan's uh, The Forgotten God, highly recommend it. There's also a workbook that is excellent because it has you dig through scriptures and, and ask some interesting questions of yourself. So highly recommend that. Maybe start a small group, invite your friends over and do it together. Share your uh, walk with the Holy Spirit as you unpack it. What's the third one on there, guys? Pray. Oh, man. Beth Moore, in a study we're doing, uh, we were just doing, encouraged us to pray. If you don't love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your strength, pray daily that he would help you love him. So I added it to my prayer app. Anyone else have the prayer app going on? The daily reminders? Love that. Daily reminder to pray about things. Pray daily. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to know you. Pray every day. Kind of like dating. <laughs> I want to know you. I want to know all about you. Everything. I, I don't want anything hidden to me. You know, a few years ago, I was on a, a mission trip with a guy I'd never met before, and we met in South Africa, um, our team and their team, and we're having a conversation, and he's from a different um, denomination, and they don't believe that the Spirit is for today. And he was explaining to me why, giving me all the verses and giving me everything, and you can build an argument if you want to, Right? And I just said to him, and I really feel like this was the Lord speaking to me as well. I don't want to spend my life explaining why I don't have to have what's listed in the Bible. I want to spend my life having it all. If it says some will, some will, some will prophesy, right? Some will have this, some will, some will. I'm in. I'm some, 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 some. I want them all. I don't want to spend my life saying... I'd prefer to be in a cage, thank you. So, um, at the bottom of the sheet are just some um, scriptures that, this is an excerpt out of the Francis Chan Forgotten God. It just has some descriptors of the Holy Spirit and some of the verses to get you started. Okay, this is not an exhaustive list by any means, just to get you started. Um, because this year, we're focusing on empowerment and um, the Holy Spirit loves it and loves us. We're going to take communion now, so reach on down. Um, I just want to remind you of that verse uh, that, that when Jesus said, I have to go, I have to go away, because he wants to come and be in close fellowship with you. Another word for that is commune with you. Jesus um, died on the cross for why? For our sins, yes. Why did, why did Jesus come? Why did he die for us? Because he loves us, yes, yes, yes. For relationship, to restore our relationship with God. So he did it. He died. We're forgiven of our sins. Our relationship was restored. And then he says, and I have to go now so the Spirit of God can come and be in relationship with you. 
communion is about communing with the Holy Spirit. I mean, this is what we're called to, the Spirit of Christ. Blood and body broken for us, poured out for us, that we could be in relationship with God. So we're going to sing a song right now, and in your own time, would you take communion? And if you need to, talk to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And talk about your relationship. And ask Him how much He loves you. Ask Him to show you and uh, be in fellowship with Him.